Well, praise the Lord. Welcome everybody to our reopening. Once again, let's give God a good clap offering. Shall we do that? It's so good to be back here. I don't know about you. Over three years now, we have not come back here, even though LifeGen has had their service at 4 p.m. every Sunday, and many of your children uh, come to the LifeGen service. How many of you have children coming to LifeGen service here? Raise your hands. Wow, quite a number of you. Amen. All right. Uh, LifeGen is our uh, uh, young adult service and college service as well, and they are one of our church plants, so we let them use this place. And not only that, during the three and a half years that we did not have our 8.30 service, we renovated the place. Amen? All right. So if I were you, I will, uh, after the service, take a walk around, all right, on the lobby as well as downstairs, the cafeteria, and various places. So we have renovated it so that we made use of the opportunity. And I, and I want to say that it is not coincidental that the first service of the 8.30 service at SMCC, the title of the message is Redemption. Taking from Ruth chapter 4, as we are doing the book of Ruth this year to start the year. And... Um, let me begin by sharing with you what John Piper says about the book of Ruth. John Piper says this. He says that the story of Ruth is a series of setbacks leading up to redemption. And so it was. If you study the book of Ruth, it is setback after setback, especially in Ruth chapter 1. And 2 and 3 is the process of redemption, and now Ruth chapter 4, the actual redemption. That is why I have entitled this morning's message to all of us, Redemption. But what is redemption? Redemption is the act of atoning for a fault. You made a mistake. It's not the end. You atone for it. And in the act of atonement, whatever has been lost is now regained back. So redemption is the act of atoning for a fault or a mistake or the act of regaining possession of something that was lost. It's something like the story of the little boy that many of us know, I just say in just 30 seconds, who built the boat, created the boat, played it with the boat in the pond and lost it as the boat sailed away. And then later he found the boat at the window of a pawn shop. It was his. So he used all his savings, the little boy, bought back the boat. And now he can say to the boat, I made you, and now I have redeemed you. I lost you. I have now gained you back. So clearly the greatest of redemption for you and for me is what Jesus Christ had done for us at the cross. That's why 
if you hear Pastor Aaron's message yesterday, Boaz is a type of Jesus as a kinsman redeemer. So the greatest act of redemption for every one of us is what Jesus Christ had done. That's the reason why we are here today, right? Worshipping the Lord, honouring Him from our hearts, not to perform. Huh? We were the worship team. Come on, let's give God a clap offering for the worship team. They are so awesome, right? You know, they have to come really in the morning at six something just to prepare themselves and of course, the, the ones behind the scenes as well. So I, I really applaud them. And Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 to 8 encapsulates this whole act of redemption by Jesus Christ. And I want to lay this as my baseline because without this act of redemption at the cross, our meeting here is meaningless. Whatever that we do is meaningless. But because of what Jesus Christ had done for you and for me in redeeming us from our sins, that's what uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 78 says, in Him, that is in Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us. So it's power-packed. I, I, I don't want to expound this. It's the grace. It's not merit. And so much grace that Paul writes is lavishing grace. He lavished on you abundantly. That's how precious our soul is. That's how important our redemption is. But I want to take it further in the context of Ruth chapter 4 that redemption does not only mean redemption of our sins, but God keeps on redeeming us from other things. And what other things? And this is where the thrust of my message is today. And I look at the Bible, and in the Lord of First Mention, redemption is first mentioned in the book of Exodus, chapter 6, verse 6, when he says, God said to Moses, therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. I am that I am. And I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians and I will free you from being slaves to them. And this is the word, I will redeem you. How? With an outstretched arm and with mighty acts. You cannot redeem anyone if you don't have the strength enough to redeem, correct or not? The weak cannot redeem the weak. The sick cannot redeem the sick. Only the strong can redeem the weak, correct or not? So when God says, I will redeem you, how? With my outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. So he did. He redeemed the children of Israel with a power encounter from Pharaoh. And this is it. Going further from our redemption from our sins at our salvation, I want to say this to you, that God is still in the process of redeeming you. From what? Slavery. Bondage. But you say, Pastor, this, what was slavery? Slavery of the things that hold you. Do you know that many of us are in bondage? 
But God says, when I redeem you, I don't need to redeem you from your sins. I redeem you from your bondages. So that you are free. When the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. Do you believe it? You see? And you have to live out that kind of a life in freedom. That's what Pastor Aaron shared yesterday. One of the first things, the function of a kinsman redeemer is to redeem you from freedom. And so you and I have to live in that kind of freedom and not come to church, be a Christian by name, and yet live every day of our lives in bondage to our work, slaved to things that, that hold us, and we're not free. We're not free. And I mentioned this at the beginning now, and I will mention this again when I close. One of the most critical redemption that I want to share with you today is the redemption from your past. You know, in my journey as a pastor now for almost, almost 30 years now, I've seen many people still being held back by the past. All of us have made mistakes, including me. All of us have sinned including me. All of us have been indiscreet and fell into all kinds of temptations and sin in the past, including me. But if you and I are forever held back by that past and listen to the voice of the accuser and not listen to the voice of the good God, I know your voice. What voice are you hearing? And you're forever held back. You go so far and you don't go any further because you listen to the voice of the accuser. Today, God wants to set you free from your past. I will mention this again when I close. And those of you who were with me at our wash night service, how many of you were at the wash night service? on the 31st of December, 2022. Raise your hands. A good 50% of you. You will remember that I expounded on one verse alone, which I shared with you, is critical for you in 2023. And is this. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Read it with me. Is it okay with you? Can you read it with me? So every one of you, left to right, front to bottom, top to bottom, top to here. Okay. All right, let's read it with me. Are you ready? Read it loud, huh? Okay, one, two, three. For I know the plans I have for you. Declares prosper you. Plans to give you hope. One more time. It's such a wonderful promise from God. So you read it, you don't need to read it, you keep reciting it to yourself until it becomes part of you, understand? So don't only just read it, huh? keep telling yourself every morning, God, you know, you know the plans I have for you. What plans? It's plans to 
prosper. Prosper is the word shalom. I shared with you. It's amazing. It's not material prosperity. Eh? You can be, have material prosperity, but you don't have peace. What's the point? All right. It's a shalom of God. Okay, let's all read this together. One by, I don't want to go on to this, but I just want to mention it. So remind us of what I shared with you on the 31st of December, 2022. Okay, read it all with me. One more time, everyone. One, two, three. For I know... <coughs> That's why I believe that 2023 is a year of redemption. God will redeem back everything that has been lost, not only materially, but also emotionally, mentally, but more important, spiritually. You remember the, the illustration I gave, the, the, the coxswain? Do you remember that I shared with you that this verse is so important because the Hebrew understanding of time, according to Professor Hans Muller, or Professor of Old Testament in Heidelberg University, is that of a man rowing a boat with his back facing forwards and with his face facing backwards. This is the Hebrew concept of time. And the image I got immediately is that of the Cambridge versus Oxford boat race. Remember? I shared with you a picture. How every one of the eight rowers had their backs to the front, but their face is to the back. But they're always moving forwards, but they always look at the past, not being held back by them. They move forwards, but they do this. So if their back is facing the forwards, how do they see the coxswain? Not the coxswain. Eh? The coxswain is pronounced coxswain. He is the one that paces, directs, guides so that everybody cross the finish line. And Jesus is our coxswain. The Redeemer. So he will guide us. Taking it further now on the whole thought of redemption today, I just want you to now to think with me. Huh? In the context of Scripture, Ruth chapter 4, there are two things that God wants to redeem today. Many things He wants to redeem, okay? But in the context of Ruth chapter 4, God wants to redeem the land. And God wants to redeem you Personally, the person. Let's begin with the redemption of the land. So here I want to read from Scripture the first six verses of Ruth chapter 4. Or let me read, okay? If you have a Bible, turn to it. All right. The reason why we read Scripture is so that you know and we know that whatever that we share is not Pastor Chu's words, uh, but it's words of God, okay? And we draw our principles from there because time would have changed, but principles remain, understand? They remain. God's principles is still applicable today. So Ruth chapter 4, verse 1 says, Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate, sat there, 
And when the kinsman redeemer he had mentioned came along, Boaz said, come over here, my friend, sit down. Why? Because Boaz was second in line. So there was somebody older than Boaz who had the first choice to redeem the land and redeem Ruth. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit down and did it so as witnesses. Then he said to the kinsman redeemer, unnamed, Naomi has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother Elimelech. So I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. Now, if you will redeem it, do so. You decide. But if you will not, tell me so that I will know, for no one has a right to do it except you, and I'm the next in line. If you don't do it, I will do it. So Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi and from Ruth the Moabitess, you acquire the dead man's widow in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the kinsman redeemer said, No, I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now, if you want to know all the reasons why the kinsman redeemer did not redeem, you go and listen to Pastor Aaron's message. Very detailed and you will know why. It's valid reasons. So Boaz redeemed the land. And I want to contextualize it today. In today's message, at the reopening of SMCC's auditorium, when we say redeem the land, there are three implications that I want to share with you today. Number one, your own land. Your property that you have lost. Number two, I will extrapolate it to a bit more physical losses, financial as well as other losses. And I want to also include the redemption of our nation. Firstly, your physical losses. I want to believe that in 2023, again, I'm expounding scripture, not my words. And it is not fortuitous that we are doing this in the first service in SMCC. And many of you are here, we are packed out. I thought, I told Pastor Lichu, maybe I'm very happy if 50% full. But I had very little faith. Come on, thank the Lord that you're here. Keep crap on. You're here, praise God, whoa! And of those of you online as well, for one reason or another, you cannot come, it's okay. But I want to say this to you, that 2023, I believe, is a year where you redeem back everything that you have lost over the last three and a half years. Your finances, whatever it is physically that you have lost. I want to believe that God will redeem back to you the years the locusts have eaten. Now, is that true? Beginning last year, I'm beginning to hear stories of how God miraculously redeemed people of whatever they have lost. I, 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 I text somebody today asking him for permission. I won't mention his name. I knew somebody in the church who had very high position in the corporate world, but he lost his job. 
around the just before pandemic time, I don't know, or, or around the time anyway, a lot of people lost their jobs, you see. And I remembered trying my best with all my connections, trying to get a job for him, but very hard to get a job at that level, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't. I tried my best. And credit to him, he's a survivor. He went to sell cars. Nothing wrong with it. And the years went by. I don't know what happened to him. But recently, I saw that he won awards. I don't know what, what position he is, what company he's working through now. But he won awards after awards. And I just met him recently. And I spoke to him. I said, bro, what happened? And he said, things are better now. God has redeemed him back. Financially, he's sound. And the amazing thing is this. He said, I continue to serve God. No matter what, he continued to not to lose heart. Of course, he was disappointed. Who wasn't? Who wouldn't be? But he continued to serve God. And today, he's still serving God in whatever capacity he was. Come on, let's give God a clap offering for people like that who never gave up. Never gave up. No matter what, Reversals will come, setbacks. John Piper said, the whole book of Ruth is a series of setbacks leading to redemption. I don't know what's happening to you now. You may not have come out of it yet. But that's why I want to declare today, in SMCC, on this location, on this day, that God will redeem back to you everything you have lost. And I've seen it more and more now. Just wait, just keep praying, just keep coming close to God. Keep drawing close to him. And don't treat him like an ATM machine. You know what I'm saying? Just come to him whenever you get something, you don't get it, then you, you leave church or, or you don't come to service at all or don't even listen to us online. Don't do that. Your time of redemption will come, understand? All you and I need to do is to stick with it. Stay there. Stay the course. Keep believing. No matter what it is, how difficult it is, Let's all believe. It's okay with you. Let's all believe that this year is a year of redemption. You say, you agree with me, say, Amen. Amen. Let's all believe that 2023 is a year of redemption, a new beginning for every one of us in whatever way. Redemption of the land. Your land. Many of you have lost property. Many of you have lost land. But let's believe that this year is a year of regaining back what has been lost. And I have beginning to see a lot of things happening as well. Court cases, long-time court cases settle in favour of our, our church member. Things like that. I don't know what you are struggling through. I'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight. But let's all believe. Is it okay with you? Let's all believe that this year, God will regain back not only physical monetary losses, but also actual loss of land. Pastor Liju and I also have loss, but we are gaining back. So it happens to me as well, you see. So let's all believe together. It's okay with you. Let's all put our trust in God and declare that 2023 will be a year of redemption. 
And the third thing I want to say is redeeming our nation. I don't know about you, but literally by the week and by the month, my faith in God for the good of our nation, tamba. How many of you feel the same with me? Right? Isn't there is hope, right? Don't you think so? Yes. This guy, our PM, seems to be making the right moves, right? Visit Singapore, la, visit Brunei, la, visit Indonesia now in Thailand. He's the right move. Drawing investments and everywhere he goes, I saw the reception is lobiasa. There is something fresh. And he seems to be making the right thing. Yeah, no, nepotism, all rubbish. What nepotism are we talking about? She's good. And she will keep him straight, right? Because the daughter is very, very high integrity. The reason why she put him there is to make sure that he doesn't go manila wing. You know, he doesn't go, make sure everybody is tender as well. And every nepotism, like, all rubbish, all rubbish. Sorry, la. I don't want to put politics in. But I just want to share with you, there is hope in our country. Don't you think so? Come on, let's give God a clap offering. There is hope. I want to believe that Malaysia will rise again as one of the Asian tigers. you believe or not? Yes. And let's believe that he will go five years. Not two years. La. Somebody tell me, Pastor, you know, pray, pray, pray. Uh, February 24th, the government will fall. Stupid are you. <laughs> what? Yeah. The government will fall on February 24th. You know what it happened, right? I said, no. We don't. God has put this new government there so that Malaysia will rise again. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, let's give our clap offering. Can, can someone give Pastor Lee Chu a mic? Because I want us now to pray for our nation and pray for our Prime Minister. Is it okay with you? Come, let's all stand, shall we? Let's all stand and pray for our country. That our country will be redeemed from whatever has been lost, Hallelujah. will be regained back again. Do you think so? Hallelujah. Our reputation, Amen. everything. And I want to pass it to you to pray for come, our country. Let's, let's join her pray, in prayer. Right? Let's all pray. I yeah. Come, let's all pray. Come, every one of you, whether in tongues Thank you, Lord. or with words, Lord. Father, you are a good God. Amen. Come on, declare, declare. Hallelujah. You are a good God, O Lord God. When you do something, you never do it in half measures, O Lord God. You are fully redeeming, O Lord God. You never, O Lord God, say something and then you do half measures. Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, because of the blood of Jesus, the redemption price for Malaysia has been paid, O Lord God. Indeed, O Lord God, the blood of Jesus redeems back every race, O oh Lord God, every race in Malaysia, the Chinese, the Indians, the Malays, the Orang Asals, O oh Lord God, even the people who are in our land, to work in our land, the Bangladeshis, O oh Lord God, the Myanmaris, O oh Lord God, the Indonesians, O oh Lord, the Nepalis, and even the Caucasians, everyone, O oh Lord God. Father, we thank you. Come on, keep praying, keep praying. Lord, indeed, O oh Lord God, there'll be such a mighty redemption. It will hit us, O oh Lord God. We will be redeemed, O oh Lord God. Father, we'll be redeemed and we belong to Malaysia. We'll be redeemed in the way we love our nation, O oh Lord God. We'll be redeemed, O oh Lord God. Even the churches will say we have been bought. We have been
have been made to live at such a time as this, O oh Lord God. We will say to you, O oh Lord, wow. we have been redeemed for the purpose of this land, O oh Lord God. Yes. Father, we thank you, Lord. You are redeeming the integrity of our nation. Lord, oh, this nation will rise again, O oh Lord God. Yes, Father, right. it's because wow. you created Malaysia. We did not create Malaysia. The politicians did not create Malaysia. Yes, Sabah and Sarabah will rise to be part of that redemption. They will not be separated. Father, the resources will be joined together, O oh Lord God, in more than one way. Lord, more than what we understand because you are redeeming. You will do it your way, O oh Lord God. Not only will integrity be redeemed, O oh Lord God, purpose will be redeemed. Malaysia will have a purpose, O oh Lord right. God. That's a purpose why you created Malaysia. Yes. yes, this purpose will never be lost, O oh Lord God. Father, the destiny of Malaysia is that we will be a rainbow nation, O oh Lord God. It will speak volumes to the countries around us. We thank you for Singapore. We thank you for Indonesia. We thank you for Philippines. We thank you for Thailand. We thank you for Cambodia. We thank you for the nations around us. But we thank you above all that we have a position amongst the nations, O oh Lord God. Wow. And Father, you're redeeming back, O oh Lord God, not just your plans and purposes, O oh Lord God, and the people of the land, O oh Lord God, that wow. every race, Lord, will That's rise right. to its purpose. Every race will be part of the fulfillment of the destiny of Malaysia. No race will be marginalized. We bless the Malays yes. because, Lord, we know they carry a great destiny, Lord. Father, do not let the enemy rob them of their destiny. Father, we speak indeed light to come to yes. them so that they will not be in darkness, O oh Lord God. Wow. Yes, Lord God. The devil will have to push its hands away from the, that, our Malay brothers and sisters because God is going to redeem them with yes. an outstretched yes, arm Lord. and a mighty yes, hand is yes, going to Lord. redeem them. And yes. our Orang Asli, yes, and our Orang and the natives of Sabah and Sarawak and the Chinese and the Indians and the Europeans and all the races that you have brought to this land. What a mighty time this is, wow. O Lord God. Mm. Father, we know that even at the right time, in the right season, you stretch forth your arm with a mighty, mighty I love this phrase, yeah. outstretched arm yes, and right. a mighty hand. Thanks. You are redeeming this nation of Malaysia, Malaysia that you have created. Wow. No man can stop and That's reverse right. when God acts and no man can deliver out of your hand. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. When God redeems the land, He also redeems the people. Look at Israel. It is inconceivable that when God redeems the land, He leaves the people behind. So when God redeems Malaysia, He's actually redeeming Malaysians. All right? So, like Israel, Israelites the same. So the land and the person or the people are actually inseparable. And so it is for our nation. So God says in Joel, I will restore back to you the years the locusts have eaten. Now read this with me twice. Is okay with you? Again, when you read scripture, you hear yourself read it, and I pray that it will not only just be cast to the winds, but also, but rather be embedded in your spirit, man. Right, read this with me in Joel 2.25 already. Very short verse. One, two, three. Whoa! The years the locusts have eaten. Now, I will restore back to me. All right, God will say, God will restore back to me. All right, can you do that? Personalize it, huh? That God will restore back to me the years the locusts have eaten. Are you ready? One, two, three. God will restore back to me the years the locusts have eaten. One more time. 
God will restore back to me the years the locusts have eaten. Now, I want to make it more specific, all right, by redeeming this land, Sunway Mass. When we move into this place in 2012, how many of you, I'm very sure not many of you, were here at that service in July 2012 when we had the opening service of SMCC? Can I see your hand? So many of you are. Serious? Praise God. Well, a good 40% of you. That means praise a lot. But praise God, 60% of you weren't here because the church have grown, right? I remembered when we opened this place, I said that it has to be a purpose. That God did not give us this premise, and we have two premises, BY and here, and we are blessed. Two wonderful premises. But the fact that we are here has to be so that we can impact the community. Don't you think so? This was a car park. This is still a car park. This is the upper floor of the car park. Just put a roof over it. And over the last 10 years, we have impacted the community and sold big time into the community. So over the last 10 years, every Chinese New Year, barring the three years of the lockdown, we have gone into the community to give them, not ang pao's, give them oranges. Christmas as well. And I want to thank the Lord for our young adults. Amen. Come on, let's give God a clap already for our young adults. And, and the various people there who I'm going to bring up the, on the stage in a short while, who have worked tirelessly, you know, to, to impact the community. Do you know that we have uh, the LCC, as you come in, you turn right, not a corner lot called LCC, actually don't belong to us, but belong to one of our church members who, who bought it for us to use. And now we convert that, that into a community centre. Why? Because they don't come to church, they go there. That is a transit point from there to here, you see. So through that, LCC, we have got dancing classes, tuition classes, all kinds of things to reach out to the community. So over the years, remember the, B, remember the MCO lockdown? when they had, You remember the, the white flag movement or not? You know, the total lockdown, they had no food. So our people went there to give them food. What are we doing? Sowing, sowing, sowing. How long? Ten years. Ten years. Build their trust. And even during floods, we went there, cleaned their house for them. Do you know that we went there, cleaned their house for them? Sweep away all the mud. Which person will do that? And you're so amazed. Who are you? Who are you? Acts of kindness, acts of love. And even it caught the attention of the Adun. Jama, can't even, Jamalia, is it? The Adun around here. And they gave us a certificate of recognition. That's Vincent, who hates this entire ministry. And that's Teresa. Oh, come on. Okay, now I'm going to call all of them to come up now here, to come up on the stage. Can you do that? Help me. And let's pray for them. All right? Come on. Even as they come up, I want you to pray with me. Because we are back. Right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, we are back. We, have, we are back. Amen. We are back. Come on. So what, what do we have? We have people who are 
involved in the LCC, right, led by Pastor Andy. All right, Pastor Andy is a big size one, all right, with, with his entire family, you know. Can you imagine it? Not only him, but his wife and then his three children. I always say that he, we, we get five for the price of one, you know what I mean? There's Pastor Andy and his three children and there's Alice, his wife, and all the people involved in LCC. And, that's and also I got people involved in a Chinese service, all right, led by Pastor Gilbert and there's Stanley and the, some of the leaders on the Chinese service and all the workers there, Nancy and so on and so forth. All right. And those in, do you know that we have a kids station downstairs? That's why you have to go soon after this because they're going to prepare for kids station at 10 o'clock. Am I right? Or something like that. All right. Which are the community kids, right? These are the key stakeholders. So let's pray for them that time has now come, like, like Ruth, it's harvest time. It's harvest time. All the sowing of 10 years is over. Now it's time for reaping. Amen? All right. Can you stand with me? Can you stand with me again? It's okay with you to, to, to stand? Okay. All right. Just, all right. It's an interactive service today. Huh? All right. Come, let's touch our hands. Let's pray for them. Let's bless them. Let's send them off. Amen. Even as we come back to this place after three years, let's send them off as ambassadors for Jesus Christ to reap the harvest of souls. So, Father, commit every single one of them to your hands. Lord, that even as they lead all the leaders, Pastor Gilbert, Pastor Andy, Vincent, and every one of them workers, Lord. Lord, I want to pray that you will strengthen them in times when they face hardships, misunderstandings, hurdles, obstacles, grant them perseverance, grant them steel, grant them that, that resilience, oh God, to push in and push on and continue to bless Continue to bless. Continue to show love of acts of kindness so that people will know by this shall all men know that you are my disciples the way you love them. Not preach the gospel to them, but love them. Show them kindness. And, and in times of, of, this, of, of difficulty, to help them, support them, and strengthen them so that they know and they know you, Lord, as their Lord and their Saviour. And we pray for every one of this that even as they work this year and the coming years, there will be a mighty harvest of souls, Father Lord, because with redemption came harvest. With redemption came harvest, Father. So I bless all of you today and I pray that God, even as you take care of the house of God, God will also take care of your house and you will lack nothing. You will lack nothing. So thank you, Jesus, for this group of people. Bless them so that they work together in unison as well as in unity for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name I pray, because we will say aloud. Yeah. Let's give God a good crap offering. Thank you very much. Thank you. Please be seated. In the last 20 minutes or 15 minutes of, or 10 minutes, because I'm going to give the altar call, let me talk about the person. I shared with you earlier that the whole concept of redemption does not only include the land as in the case of Ruth, that's the reason why the Redeemer don't want. Ma. If it's only the land, the unnamed Redeemer will take it, right? But he says, no. He must also marry Ruth the Moabitess. And I thought to myself, what's wrong with that? Well, 
unless Ruth is very ugly. Like, no, it's not. I don't think so. Oh, the river said no, no. So boy said, okay, I'll do it. So the redemption of the person is paramount. And this is where I want to earth it for every one of you. All right, you all know this. There are four areas that I want to share with you today that God will redeem you from. Number one, hear me well and claim it for yourself for 2023. Number one, your spirituality is paramount. Number two, your relationships. Number three, your health. And I will tell you number four in a short while. Number one, I want to believe that in 2023, on the authority of God's word, God will redeem your spirituality. I want to believe that in 2023 onwards is the beginning of a spiritual, personal revival in your life. But you must want it. I can give you good food. I can do everything for you, help you, disciple you. But if you don't want, there's nothing I can do. Understand? Nothing I can do. You must want it. I want to encourage you, my friend. Let this year, 2023, be a loa year in terms of your spirituality. Come out of that rut of routine of stagnation. This year, you tell yourself, God, don't, don't say Pastor Chu. No, it's not me, understand? I'm just a postman delivering a message for you. No matter what your standing and your status is, spiritually, we are the same level before God. And you tell God, God, 2023, this year, I want to go further, I want to go deeper, I want to come higher, come higher. That's how we started our five days of early dawn prayer. Come higher. Is it a tagline to you? Is it a cliche to you? What? Come higher. Then only you can see, ma. You remember the book of Revelations? God told Apostle John, come higher. Come higher. So that he can see what is in heaven and he can see what is on earth. You cannot see if you don't come higher. So this year, tell yourself, I want to come higher, I want to go deeper, I want to go further. No matter what, let the past be the past. Don't forever be held back by your life. It's okay. You remember your past, but don't be held back by your past. Allow God to neutralize your past so that He can reshape your future. You know, you know what I'm saying? So many of us, i come back to you again when I close. But today, God wants to regain back your spirituality, what you have lost. Number two, your relationships. Take away bitterness. Take away anger. Take away unforgiveness because all this will hinder you. Now, all of us without fail, including me, have been offended. If we hold on to that offense, 
you be like a person in the cage. You, you imprison yourself. And you feed, and you feed, and you feed. You know, the illustration is, uh, the best illustration I, I, I got was, I remember this, um, what's his name? Uh, that, the guy from New Zealand now, he, he's uh, the, 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 the speaker. Stevenson, uh, Richardson. Uh. No, no, I uh, can't remember. <laughs> I remember when he took our church camp in PD many, 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 many moons ago, he said that unforgiveness is like you feeding. You, you're already in a cage because you're, 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 you harbour unforgiveness. And so the more you feed yourself with unforgiveness and bitterness, you grow fatter and fatter, all right? And you cannot get out of the cage because the bar, the distance is too, too narrow for you. So you know what you need to do? He said, you need to starve yourself of unforgiveness and then you can run through, go through the escape and escape. The more you feed yourself with bitterness, anger, tell yourself, I will not forgive. I will not. The fatter you grow and yet and you'll be in prison for the rest of your life. But the more you starve yourself and empty yourself of bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, disappointments, you grow thinner and thinner and you walk through the bars of that cage. You do that. You do that, understand? This year, 2023, is your year of freedom. Remember Exodus 6, 6? I will redeem you from your bondage. Do you believe it or not? Your health. Not everyone will be healed. But I want to believe that this year I will see miracles. More miracles than I have seen in the previous years. Understand? Already over the Chinese New Year, I was so amazed one of the open house that I went to, my church member, I was so amazed that sitting at my table, there was this doctor, a doctor, you know, who had nerve deafness. So much so that it affected his exams and he, he got his postgraduate exam, but he couldn't hear. You know, when the doctor cannot hear, you cannot auscultate, you see. You cannot hear the heart sounds. How do you hear? You cannot hear the breath sounds. You cannot hear because it's very important that we need the stethoscope is our instrument. Ma. You cannot hear. What do you do? So it was a big handicap. Do you know that amazingly, he never gave up. He prayed and prayed. Today, he tells me he's totally healed of his nerve deafness or 100% healed. No. Come on, let's give God. Isn't it? I saw his amazement. And there is another guy, also another, I don't know why medical doctors, uh, who because of something happened to his end, his medication, uh, he went on a sickness or medication, and this side effect medication is that he gets you blindness. He's blind. He's losing his sight. And for the last couple of years, ever since we opened up, he came. He said, Pastor, pray for me. I cannot see even my patients. Every month, my, my eyesight is getting worse and worse. And I receive news that he's improving. Isn't it amazing? I said, how could that be? It's nerve blindness, you know. Come on, let's give God. You want to give God, give God a cap offering. And let's believe that he's a God of miracles. That God will heal your health. No matter what it is, diabetes, backache, and so on and so forth. Come on. This year, let's all believe that we will regain back our health so that we can continue to serve Him. Right? And I, let, I told you, let 2023 be a year of redemption for all of us. Understand? And Pastor Jeremy's liver. You know, Jeremy had a liver tumor. My little pastor, he's trying to even know this. You know the size of that liver tumor? You look at the size of that hand, the surgeon's hand. You know how big it is? Right here. He didn't know. 
and he began to notice a bump. Can you imagine you minister to children, uh, they bump onto you. Uh, that liver tumor, if it bursts, it'll die in seconds. A massive hemorrhaging. But he went for the operation and today he's 100% healed. Come on, let's give God a crap offering. And initially, they thought that the tumor was cancerous. It turned out to be benign. And today, he's back serving God again as our children's pastor. What I'm trying to say to you is this. Let this year be a year of miracles for you and your loved ones and your family. You believe it or not? If you believe it or not, say amen and give God a good clap offering. Two things. And the fourth thing I want to see redeemed this year for you is your children. It pains me. It pains you. I'm very sure. All things said and done, uh, family is paramount. Agree or not? No matter what happens, now that I'm a grandfather of three grandchildren, uh, I want to see my children come to know the Lord they know the Lord, they continue to serve Him, and my grandchildren too. So that our godliness and a legacy is now passed down from generation to... Don't you want that? What joy is that? You tell me, what joy is there when every one of your generation, you and your wife are so godly and your children don't come to God? And worse still, uh, when they, your grandchildren will be raised in a godless environment, what? No, no, Lord, no, 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 no. This year, we want to regain back families, amen? Because the erotic blessing is up to a thousand generations. And that's exactly what happened to Ruth, understand? And this is where I close. That's exactly what happened to Ruth, a nobody. And he was made Boaz, the great-grandfather of David. Why a thousand generations? Huh? Because the house of David will never, never fail. It goes on forever to a thousand generations. God fulfills His promise. Understand? Even when you and I are no more here, because you and I are faithful to God, there will be redemption. God will give back to you the years the locusts have eaten. Let me close. Ruth began with no hope. Chapter 4, hope came back. Remember the message I shared, hope in midst of hopelessness. My previous one, go and listen to it. It's all tied together. Ruth, chapter 1, all was lost. Ruth, chapter 4, all regain and more. You see, God is no man's debtor. He will bless you. Ruth began with curses. Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. But he ended with joy and blessings. Three blessings. Is how Ruth ended. And I want to bless you. Thank you. The first blessing, and I want to pray this over you, understand? 
I told you today's message is interactive. The first blessing is the blessing of the elders to Ruth. That is how it is. And I want to bless you. Then the elders and all those at the gate, after all of this has transacted, understand? All things said and done. This is blessing time. And I want to pray scripture over you as we close the book of Ruth. We are witnesses, the elders say. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah. So I bless all of you, women. I bless you. That as you are the matriarch of your home, may you be like Ruth and Leah. That God will redeem back to you the years that have taken away from your life. Many of you have suffered. Many of you women have shed tears that even your husband don't know. Naomi did. Ruth did. Today, God will translate those tears into joy. Understand? May you, as all of us, have standing and be famous so that you are not a nobody, understand? You have stature. You can lift your head up high again. No more in the doldrums. But God will be there for you. And you will regain back what has been lost. Through the offspring, the Lord gives you your children. Remember, your children. Very important. I don't know about you, it's important to me. May your offspring that the Lord gives you, may they be like a family of Perez. In other words, they do well, one. They do well. Understand. Remember, let go of your past. The second blessing, the women now Bless Naomi from verse 13 to 15. You see, it's so amazing, right? That the book of Ruth ends in three blessings, you know. Why? Because with redemption comes fruitfulness and blessings. So let me bless you with the women's blessing to Naomi. Just raise your hands. So Boaz took Ruth and became his wife and the Lord enabled her to conceive again after 10 years. Barrenness. 10 years. Fruitfulness came back. So I bless you this day with fruitfulness, understand? No more barrenness. No more. There will not be premature abortions spiritually, financially. And every project that you put your hands to will succeed. Praise to the Lord who this day has not left you without kinsman redeemer, without Jesus. The Lord will be with you. Praise be to the Lord that this day
God has not left you without Jesus. Understand? May you become famous. In other words, do well. Do well. It is important. And I bless you with this blessing that the Lord will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. Wow. The Lord will renew your life. He will sustain you in your old age. 70% of you are all 50 years old here. Understand? Because you wake up early. That's why this prayer is so relevant to you. The Lord will renew you and He will sustain you in your old age. And the third blessing, the blessing of God to Boaz. That the godly legacy will pass down to a thousand generations. And I bless you with that. I bless you with that. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands down. Let me close. In a short while, I want to open the altar. Understand? For you to respond to God in whatever way. And I'll tell you what. But let me close with this. In May last year, my wife and I visited a place in England called the Cosmos. I don't know whether anyone of you has been to the Cosmos. Beautiful place. Very English. Very English. Very Elizabeth, Elizabethan. Very Shakespearean. It's where near Warwick Castle is and, and Stratford and Avon, that kind of thing. And we went to this inn just for coffee. And I saw a plug which says this. On the 6th of June, 1874, I look at it, nothing happened. <laughs> what stupid plug is this? On the 6th of June, 1874, in this place, nothing happened. I thought, what an anticlimax. Why put the plug there? It was a joke, lah. And this is it. Oh, so 1782, right? Nothing happened. But I want to say this to you today. I want to declare that on the 12th of February, 2023, in this place, something will happen. I want to declare to you today, that on the 12th of February, 2023, your life is turned around. Whatever has been lost will now be, be begin to be redeemed. Understand? The key is, do you believe it? Come on, let's give one a club offering. Shall we do that? Something will happen here. And you will remember it. Why? Because I remember the 12th of July, 2012. I remember even what I preached because it's the opening, the first service of 2020, of the opening, but it won't close for it at all. Something happens. So I'm going to open the altar. Number one, those of you who wants to 
have any of those four things redeemed? Your spirituality, relationships, I don't know what it is. Fractured relationships. It will be redeemed back again, understand? There's children, siblings, parents, colleagues, I don't know. Your health, your family. And number five, your past. So that from today onwards, banish the word languishing. It will not come into anybody's vocabulary anymore. I languish no more. La. Stupid. La. Rise up. La. No more languishing. La. Rise up. La. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. La. Because God is our Redeemer, kinsman. Jesus. Amen. He delights to bless you. He delights to redeem you. So you must come out yourself and say, yes, Lord, I want to move. I want to be redeemed. I want to regain back. You have to do it. And as we begin to move forwards, remember like the coxswain, like the rowing, we will cross the finish line. Don't allow your past you know, as we go further and nearer and nearer the finish line, the past goes further and further away. Because it's not the other way around. Don't allow the past to draw you backwards. You roll forwards. Will you do that, my friend? Will you do that? That on the 12th of February, 2023, you take over your life and allow God to reshape your future. We're going to sing this song. I don't know whether we have enough people to pray for you. It doesn't matter. You just come and respond to Him. Let's all rise. Oh, Ramanda, the altar is open. The altar is open. Amen. Even as we sing this song, I want you to come forward. And allow God to bless you. I want to close by reading Psalm 139. The verse that Pastor Licho gave to me. Powerful verse. Write it down. Psalm 139 verse 5. Oh, I, I, I need to read it in the TPT version. Just give me one minute. It's such a powerful, powerful verse that I want to read it to you. And he says this, You have gone into my future to prepare the way. And God says this to you. God has gone into your future to prepare the way and in kindness, you means God will follow behind you to spare you from the harm of your past. What? With your hand of love, the psalmist prays to God, upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. So what he's saying is this, you have gone before me, God, me, God, the past. God has gone before you to protect you from your past so that you now advance to the future to receive your blessing. Psalm 139 verse 5, receive it. God delights to bless you. 
and to free you from your past. Break free from bondage, my friend. Break free and go into the freedom that God has won for you at the cross. Just spend a moment of quietness before God with you, every one of you, before we close. I want every one of you to be blessed. Even as you come into the house of God, I want you to encounter God afresh once again so that you love Jesus once more, so that you're not jaded, understand? You're not jaded. But there is a renewal. There is a revival in your spirit that God is a good God, that no matter what, it is an unshakable conviction that no matter what, God will never leave you, He will never forsake you, no matter what, understand? No matter what, no matter what. So I want you now to spend a moment of quietness before I close. Can you earth it? Can you make it your own? I'm going, I'm going to stop talking now so that you can spend wonderful moments alone with God wherever you're standing. You do that now. Will you do that? All right, every one of you. You want to close your eyes? Close your eyes, doesn't matter. I'll give you a couple of minutes. At the end of this morning's service, if any one of you who have not yet received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you want to do so, come and speak to one of us, understand? We were so happy to lead you to the Lord because that's the baseline. You must have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, understand? That's the baseline. Remember, I started with that. You must have, without that, Moda King, there's nothing to talk about. So if any one of you who have not yet received Jesus Christ, you can come to me or come to any one of us here, the pastors, and we will gladly lead you to the Lord. And that person will now introduce you to me and I will pray for you, understand? Number two. Anybody else who wants prayer after the service can come forward because no more service after this month. Alright, so we have time here, understand? The good news about here is we have time here. Unlike there, we have, we have the third service at 11 a.m. Huh? Here, we are okay. So let me close by praying over you. Another verse, Exodus 23, verse 25. As I close. He says, Worship the Lord, your God. May your life constantly, as you leave this place, go back into your workplace. Avoda. Your work is your worship. So don't only worship the Lord on a Sunday. Eh? Worship the Lord every day. So worship the Lord, your God. And His blessings will be on your food and your water. Meaning, you will have good appetite. What's the point of having good food if you've got no appetite? So in other words, it says here, the blessing will be on your food and your water. You will enjoy your food with good appetite because poor appetite is the first sign of sickness. No, it will not happen. You will have wonderful appetite to enjoy all your good food. I will take away, God says, your sickness, whatever sickness you have, God said, I will take it away. I will take away sickness from among you, whether it be in your family, whether it be you, your children, or your loved ones. And God says, none of you 
will miscarry or be barren in your land. In other words, everything you put your hands to will prosper. You will not experience any more barrenness on your land. There will be fruitfulness, understand? Because God will redeem everything the locusts have eaten. And the last blessing is the best. In Exodus 23, verse 25, God says, I will give every one of you your full life span. It's not time for you to die. You won't die. It's time for you to go. You go. The devil will not take one second of your life from you because God says, I will give you your full life span. Let's stretch our hands to God as we close. So this day, Lord, we appropriate that blessing. We appropriate every word of that blessing that truly, Lord, we will be well. That you will never shortchange us that this year, 2023, will be a year of new beginnings. And this is a year in which, Father, we will redeem, be redeemed from everything that has been lost, our past, our health, our possessions, our land, our relationships, our families. They will come back to you they will be blessed and salvation will come into our households. And we will live long like Joseph to have not only grandchildren, but great, great grandchildren sitting on our laps. Because we will not only live long, but we will also stay healthy. And time to go, we go. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the good Lord turn His countenance towards you and your loved ones and always grant you shalom. In Jesus' precious name we pray, God's people say aloud, Amen. It's good. Perfect. God bless you. So every Sunday, 8.30, we have a service here from now onwards. And may we never close. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week.